Well, hello, folks. Welcome to another episode of Surviving Empathy Podcast. I am your host, Brian Russell of Chef Bright Comedy. And today, ladies and gentlemen, I've got my beautiful wife and co-host, Rebecca. And we're going to talk about how to be a winner in a society of people that are all trying to own and rule us. At the end of the day, how do we live in a top-down society and have good self-esteem, have good mental health, have good clarity, and to believe in ourselves when we are told every single day that we are put on this earth for them, for their values, for their agenda. At the end of the day, you guys, we are all equal. We are born with the potential to be great. We're all born with the same genes, the same genomes, the same potential to be good as anybody else out there. And that's why I am a true egalitarian. And so I am always trying to not become a radical, but to simply buck the system to say, no, they're trying to turn this system into a system where they control and own us. And I say, fuck that. And so we're also going to talk about some of the times where we have felt like the world was trying to control us, trying to oppress us, trying to make us feel bad for being regular folks. At the end of the day, there are agendas far and wide out there, you guys, uh, that just want to uh, devalue us and make us their puppet for their agendas for their businesses or whatever and at the end of the day we have to have the presence of mind to fight back but in a way that's classy in a way that uh, tells them hey no sorry but I've got my own life to live and I got my own empire to build thank you very much I'm also going to talk about some of the ways in which I feel uncomfortable when I'm forced to to talk about vulnerable things it makes me feel all weird inside But I do it, you guys, at the end of the day, because I want you guys to see that we're all just human. We're all going through struggles, and we're all the same. I want to build an empath tribe, and I want you guys to have good mental health and to be fun and fun-loving and to have a good life, a fun life. That's what this is all about. So grab a drink, and let's begin. Well, hello again, folks. Welcome to another episode of Surviving Empathy Podcast. I am your host, Brian Russell of Chef Bride Comedy. And ladies and gentlemen, uh, I well, of course, I want to introduce my co-host, Rebecca Russell. Please say hello to the folks. Hello. So you guys, uh, welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, so I wanted to do an impromptu show. Uh, I'm actually taking this week off because... Uh, I wanted to. No. <laughs> Good enough reason, is it? Yeah. No, it's just, you know, what happened was, is, uh, you know, I, I had a couple episodes where I call it my big push. I'm trying to get the show noticed. I'm trying to get people to share. I'm trying to get people to, like, care about stuff. I'm trying to get people to, like, uh, you know, contribute a couple bucks a month if they can, if they can afford it. If not, you know, I get it. I get all that, you know. Um, but in doing that, uh, big push, I set myself up for the biggest unexpected mental health disaster, and I didn't even see it coming, and I usually do. I, as an empath, I see shit coming. I usually see it coming, and this time I didn't see it coming, and I was like, you know, because first, you know, this happened to, you know, three weeks ago or so, I did the big push on social media, trying to get people to share, trying to get people to uh, just kind of figure out you know, come listen for a change. Like, I don't know, maybe you'll like it, you know? <laughs> and um, 
And in doing so, I did the big push, and I got one person to actually pitch in. Thank you, Kelly. You're the bomb. I love you. Uh, Kelly Wilmoth down in uh, the Bay Area of California. She she was in my drama class in high school. And uh, she's the only nice person on the planet I've learned. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> she, no, but she's a terrific human being. She's very classy. She's very sweet. She um, teaches sign language. So that's really cool. I think she has... I think, I think, I think she has a deaf child. I can't be sure of that, but I think that's how she learned. Um, but anyway, she's a really terrific human being. She donated to the cause because she's always sort of been in my corner. I have a handful of people that just always knew I was a good person, always knew that I meant well. And I'm so very grateful that people can see that past my, you know, all my other attributes, <laughs> my attitude and my <laughs> uh, depression, my grumpiness, my long gruff exterior gruff exterior (laughs) yeah but no but you know the thing is is i am a kind person i am a classy person i do try to keep it classy here on the show but so what happened was we we did the big push and uh it kind of went bust except for kelly she contributed and and i did an episode so just explaining you guys hey i need help we're we're kind of having growing pains here we need to get to that next level where sponsors take notice and then sponsors help contribute and pay for the show. Once that happens, we're smooth sailing and we're at that level right now. The numbers are there. We're at um, well above what they say you need in order to be sponsored. Just that it's not enough yet. It's not quite there because I've been getting kind of turn downs from a couple companies. And that doesn't mean that it won't happen. Just that it, it's it's we're right there on the cusp, but we're not quite there. We just need the show to grow a little tiny bit more and then we're going to have that, you know, that flash money to say, hey, we're, we're big shit now and we can do a show and you're going to sponsor it because you love us. Um, <laughs> but the thing is, is that um, I set myself up for a big failure because then uh, I did uh, two episodes. I did the big push episode, just kind of explaining, hey, we need your help. And then I did an episode, the last, just, just the last episode, that's before we took the week off. Um and uh, I, tr- truth be known, um, I am not, I didn't realize this, but I am not comfortable uh, showing off my tender, vulnerable side. <laughs> I felt very weird about it. And also, I felt a little passive aggressive with you guys in the sense that uh, I don't want to blame my audience for the lack of growth. You're the reason I'm growing. So thank you guys so very much for that we love you absolutely i mean because the thing is is we're doing this from the heart we really care about people we really do care about you guys um and then that episode kind of uh started off being an episode about uh the mental health of myself and rebecca and then it kind of devolved into my disdain towards uh everything wrong with capitalism (laughs) and you know and i might have scared some folks away with that and so i don't want people to think like we're crazy or we have some agenda um no we just want people to pay attention out there uh that you guys if we don't stick together as 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 regular working class people uh no one's gonna do it for us joe rogan's not gonna step up and start a you know joe rogan telephone for us so we have to be the carers we have to you know the way I, I put it is it's like the amish one barn raising at a time you know um i have a friend he's a musician 
Dave Abbott Music, you guys. Go to Dave Abbott Music. He's a friend of mine from high school. His name is Dave Abbott, as you might think. And uh, <laughs> But he's a wonderful, wonderful musician. And, uh, you know, I just told him, you know, I support you. Anytime I get an opportunity, I want to, sh- you know, you push, help me, I help you. We scratch each other's backs. And any and any content creator, any Etsy store owner, anybody at all who has their own personal business, we just, by default, we help each other out. And I just feel like in this society that people aren't, they don't understand their own agency and freedom, and they don't understand their own responsibilities to help people who are putting out good work. No, Nobody should fail due to other people's apathy. You know, if you're doing good work, like my friend is, Dave, like we are, um, you shouldn't fail due to apathy, man. And, uh, you know, it's just, I don't understand why this guy isn't a gazillionaire by now because he's so good. You've, you've heard his music. Yeah. It's Jesus Christ. He's so good. And so, ah, and I start getting all tearful and shit, you know, like I do when I listen to Chris Cornell. Ah, wonderful stuff. But, um, but the point I'm making is that, um, that episode really, man, I, I, I don't usually get, like weirded out after an episode where I'm worried about pushback or I'm worried about, you know, people judging me or ridiculing me or, or, or maybe I just feel embarrassed because I, there's a side to me there that perhaps people didn't know about. It's, it's whenever you show your tender, vulnerable side, you know, you show that little tender belly, um, you're like, please rub my belly. You know, you don't want to be, you don't want people to reject you in your time of need. And so I just felt like I put myself out there, way out there on a on a limb, only for, all right, hold on, Katie. Gouda made it all of seven minutes in our bedroom before scratching. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, uh, where was I? I don't remember. Oh, Okay, uh, so so when you're putting yourself out there for others to see your real side, your vulnerable side, uh, man, it's embarrassing, and you, you feel like, was I passive-aggressive? I don't want to take out the fact that I'm yearning for growth out on my audience, and so I, I'm just trying to get you guys to see, like, we're ready, man. We are ready to roll. We're ready for that next level of success. We're just trying to get there. And so, yeah, you know, you got to be patient. You got to be patient with success. You got to be patient with people. And that's the thing that I'm learning is that, um, you know, sometimes I don't usually feel embarrassed for putting myself out there, um, but I did this time. And it's because I don't want you guys to get the wrong idea. I don't have some extreme uh, belief about capitalism. I'm not anti-capitalist. I just think capitalism should be compassionate. We should help each other out one barn at a time, one person at a time we could lift that person's spirits we could lift that person's finances and then when they're good to go you move on to the next person and then the next person and then the next person and just like the amish it 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 takes the community to 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 grow a quality tribe and i just feel like we've lost that you know what i mean yeah so definitely in this society huh in this society we definitely yeah we're all we've all become Free agents, and while I love freedom and I love the agency to be our own person, um, we've lost that sense of community um, because you don't have it between. It's like, oh, well, I, you know, how do how would you say, you know, people are, you know, how do people see each other nowadays? Because like 
I, I really do feel like I am here for empaths. I'm here for the mental health folks who, who are just struggling to find meaning and purpose and value in themselves and in life. Um, and so that's my tribe. But then I'm afraid, you know, being a dude that, that women are going to be like, eh, he's not for me. Cause like, you know, your friend, uh, uh, from Facebook, she's like, well, it's not for me. It's like, well, what is for you? Do I have to sound like a woman to be for you? I, I just, no, she had good points. Okay. And- I understood where she was coming from. No, no, I did too. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But I just, sometimes I feel like if I was a woman, I would be more her taste. Like, I can't change my sex. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you know I, what I mean? I don't think that was it. I honestly. hope not. I hope no, not. Because I really, I really am trying to come correct. I really am trying to be there for people. Um, and the thing is that, <clears throat> you know, she kind of mentioned, like, she doesn't want to get into the politics and the depressing stuff. And... The thing is, for me, is I don't want to stay lingering on negative stuff either. Just that when you're going through stuff, you don't want to sugarcoat it. You don't want to hide yourself. You want to go through it naturally, process those feelings, and then move on. And so my whole uh, process on the show is to, when you're having issues, to process them as in real time, as needed, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... <clears throat> Anyways, but the reason why we're doing this show today, you guys, if I didn't mention it, is uh, this is Mental Health Check-In 3.0. Uh, Rebecca and I, the last uh, couple of weeks, we've both been going through a little bit of spiritual malaise. Rebecca uh, got off her meds for a couple of weeks <clears throat> because, frankly, because there's a lot of sexual side effects and we want to, you know, improve our intimacy and our relationship. And so she um, got off for a couple of weeks. Um I just want to, I'll let you say it in your words. Just tell, tell the folks what was going on there. Well, I got off of them and it was not pretty. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I said, you know, on that episode that um, you were kind of listing my faults and such, just for clarification, I mean, help them understand that I'm not like this awful human being that my faults are just kind of little faults. They're not the big faults, you know? Well, yeah, it's just stuff that when you're with someone all day, every day for years, just little things that come out. Like, right. it wasn't anything character-wise or anything. Well, it's I just, just wanted people to realize that there's not some glaring problem or something. That it's just everyday stuff. People who live together have those issues. But um, how are you feeling now? Because now that... Uh, oh, and so to finish that story, uh, Rebecca is now back on... A new medication. So she took it off. She went off for two weeks and she was just, well, list your symptoms, list how you were feeling. Describe what it, what you were going through in that moment. Well, my depression manifests itself as being really like <clears throat> my, my friend at work described it perfectly. Just very snippy. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And yeah. She and I are like twins when it comes to how we, we right. deal with stuff. But, but yeah, just being kind of, I think, I guess I could call it short-tempered. Yeah. And just things bother me a lot more than they normally do. Yeah, would. I could tell and that you. it just seems like, you know, that's why they call it a reuptake inhibitor, because you're reuptaking, um, like, anytime you process a negative emotion, it feels like you're processing it over and over again, like you're just not letting go like you normally do. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing yeah. I was trying to tell her, you guys, is that um, there's a part of me that likes her off her medicine, because... I want her to be free, and I want her to be have edge. I want her to have her edge. I don't want her to zonk out and be a zombie. 
I just wanted to correct a little bit, just that little tiny bit, you know, moving the needle just a little bit to the to the right, just so that you're kind of back to center, and that's that's all I mean, you know. Mm-hmm. And do yeah. you feel so far? You you so tell tell the folks what you know you what happened and what we did. Well, I started taking mm-hmm. well butrin, which I've taken in the past and got a rash right after. Yeah, but I don't know if that was because of the medicine or because I was sitting in the sun. I'm not sure because. So far, three days in, I haven't had any reaction to it. So yeah, yeah. It hasn't kicked in yet, though. Mm. I'm feeling, I'm still feeling a little down. Are you? But yeah, it takes a while. Yeah, yeah. That. So it's it's still marinating in my brain. It's getting there. Yeah. But so far, so good. So, so far, so good. Well, yeah. you seem better than you were, you know, because yeah. as soon as you started taking your meds, because she, she, she went back to her old meds, and then uh, a couple of days later, which was yesterday... She went on her new medicine, so it's two only days ago. oh three so days ago. That's Monday. right, Tuesday yeah. or Monday. Tuesday, Tuesday, right, right. Mm-hmm. Anyways, but yeah, and that's the point, you guys, and that's why I wanted to do this episode because you know I just wanted to get a few things off my chest, and I wanted her to uh, get a few things off her chest. I want you guys to see where we're coming from because you know at the end of the day, I just felt like I had um, committed the cardinal sin of broadcasting, which is getting passive aggressive on your audience. <laughs> and the truth is is no, I don't feel that way at all you guys. I love you guys. I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this so people get something out of it. Um but the reason why we try to keep it as real as possible is not to depress anybody, but we are living in the real world in difficult times and we feel like people who are going through depression, people who are going through anxiety, they don't want to be reminded of negativity constantly. I get that. But they do want to feel like, I just feel like you guys can commiserate better when you're dealing with real people and real situations, when you keep it real. Because at the end of the day, you know, say you have, like me, I know myself, when I have depression, I hate things that are overly cheerful. Like, podcasts people just laughing like um uh, when i get really depressed i'll i'll go out my mom will be watching hgtv and it depresses me all these rich people in their new houses and shit i'm like oh get this shit off the tv man like oh god because it feels phony it feels fake and it feels like it's just a wealth agenda pushing a narrative and it doesn't feel real to me and so i just i really wanted this show to feel visceral and real for people um but no i don't want to depress people of course not but i'm trying to ride that line between being real but not being depressing you know and and so it's a really hard thing to manage but uh i feel like i'm doing it pretty well but at the end of the day i just want people to understand though that i don't blame you guys for the lack of growth i blame time (laughs) it's only our first year you know we're going into month 11 next month will be our year anniversary and we've done a lot of shows and i think we've done a lot of good and we've had a lot of good people come out but podcasting is a lot different than youtube in the sense that you can grow in a year's time to ten thousand followers whereas you're lucky to get 30 to 60 views per episode on a podcast you know it's it's just a different different animal yeah yeah absolutely and so, you know, at the end of the day, I just um, I just wanted you guys to know that um, I am willing to make the sacrifice play. I am willing to wait my turn for success. It's just that when you've um, when you're someone who's gone through a lot like me, um, and you have a lot of um, 
you're sensitive, you're kind, you're passionate, you're intelligent. I get no big head about that, you know, but I've, I'm a pain in the ass for some folks because, well, because I'm not just somebody who's like always even kill. I'm really passionately up or I'm really passionately down. And I don't think I have bipolar or anything like that, but, um, I, I get excited. I get excited for life. And when I lose that excitement, it goes the other way, kind of, mm-hmm. you know, and the thing is, is that I really do honestly care about people, but I know that. See, the thing that you guys don't know is that I'm 48 years old and I've been pushing for success for over 30 years. I'm impatient for success. And when you've put so much time and effort into the culinary arts industry and you put so much time and effort into various fields like phlebotomy and EMT work and you just you feel like you're just getting tossed from from industry to industry to industry starting over and every time you start over it's like climbing the totem pole you have to start over and you're back at the bottom again and so here i am you know in radio having to start over even though cumulatively i should be at the top of the totem pole by now and i get no ego out of that but you know you do gain experience in life you do gain credibility you learn things you learn skills you learn how to deal with things and you you just you just learn to be a better person as you get older because you're that youthful thing where you fuck up and do bad horrible things you grow out of that shit you don't like i was saying yesterday you don't want to make waves in life you just want life to be easy going and free and fun you know and that's kind of why the show I want it to be uh, light and breezy sometimes, and sometimes I want it to be deep and meaningful and impactful so that people get something out of that. But getting back, um, how, how do you feel now, and, and do you feel like uh, uh, your mental health is in a good place? Because, you know, that's the thing that I want people to realize is that, um, it's, you know, when you, when you admit a lot of things, faults and things, Especially when you're trying to become a public figure, it's like, oh, well, they're not deserving. Oh, well, they're not ready for prime time. Oh, I'm ready, motherfuckers. Let's go. I'm ready. Um, I don't want people to lose faith in our credibility, to lose faith in our understanding of things. I don't want people to, to, to think that just because we're going vulnerable from time to time that we're not ready for the, for the big leagues, you know. Uh, I am ready to serve the needs of people and to to broadcast my little heart out, you know. Um, that said, um, how are you feeling these days about your job? How are you feeling about life in general? Uh, just from the heart. How are you doing? Eh. <laughs> That's my answer. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, I'm feeling a little down about stuff. Um, yeah. I had kind of had a little bit of excitement when I did apply somewhere else, but then I realized that I would have to go a year without FMLA. And right. I don't know if I can do that because you have to work someplace a year to qualify for it. And just explain and to just the folks with, wh- why th- that would be hard. Well, because <clears throat> with absences, you have too many absences, you get and, fired. And why do you and feel FMLA like you would have a lot of absences? Because of my migraines. Right. So There you go. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I, and that's the thing, you guys, is that FMLA doesn't kick in automatically in some places. You have to wait a year and so, like, she was gonna, she was really excited to to start maybe a, uh, get a job at Costco just to try something new, um, because she hears that uh, you know they get holidays off, they treat their employees a little bit better, they pay a little better, and all these things. And it seems like a, a better culture than where you're working now. Um, but mm-hmm. then, yeah, having to wait a year until FMLA kicks in, I mean, that seems to kind of 
go against the whole fucking point of having FMLA is that right. you're already somebody who has a chronic um, sickness that requires attention. Why would they expect anyone to be able to last a year? That seems kind of yeah. harsh and untenable, you know? Because they don't care. So well, exactly. At the end yeah. of the day, if you can't hack it a year, then they don't want you to be able to get on FMLA Yeah, is the way they see it. And I don't think that's right because... As you get older, you're just we become more susceptible to illness. That's just how life is, you know. Um, but you know, how do you feel about uh, the future living here in Oregon? Um, you know, because I mean, that's what I'm trying to show people is like we don't have a blessed life, but we're trying to stay cheerful. We're trying to stay classy. We're trying to stay hopeful and positive and this whole show is really an extension of my goodness my kindness my heart my love my passions it's extension of myself and so when it doesn't do well i feel like i'm being rejected in a way and and i know that's not true because it's just it's just that that growth takes time you know um, but uh, but I felt like I was getting vul- too vulnerable I felt like perhaps my views were getting misconstrued you know that I'm not an anti-capitalist. I just feel like the world should fucking relent. You know, we're watching uh, the Batman for the first time. Finally, I bought the Batman. I had a a coupon, <laughs> so I got it <laughs> for 17 bucks instead of 30. I was like, damn, 30 bucks. But uh, wonderful movie. And I wanted to talk about that because uh, I love any incarnation of Batman if it's done well. Um, but I remember last night, remember I was just kind of getting on my high horse and I said um, that we are not meant as humans to satisfy other people. We are not put here to be workers. We are not here to be laborers. We are not here to satisfy anyone but ourselves. Now, that being said, we should uh, have the goodness and honesty and decency and character you know, to simply uh, uh, support good people, support good systems, have uh, just the, have a, a presence of mind to uh, support good things out there, you know. Um, but that being said, I just, like last night, we were watching The Batman, and uh, I just felt like, um, like something came over me where I just realized, like, um, all these systems, all these jobs, all these people must require this much experience, require this kind of attitude, require, 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 all these requirements of us, you know, and I am so getting so fucking tired of that robot cheerful machine out there that just demands that we be happy, that demands we be above average at everything, that demands perfection, and demands that we be perfect in every way, all day, every day, and it's like, God damn, shut the fuck up. Do you know? Am I wrong? No, not at all. Yeah, I mean, like because I feel like these. it's just me. Like, like I have the bad attitude. I don't have a bad attitude. I'm just, I'm so tired of society telling me that I have to be all positive, all cheerful, all practical, all intelligent. That I have to be everything and more. And what it boils down to is that it's either a big company. Or uh, some small mom and pop company who puts themselves in a position of authority when they have no really right to. 
and then demanding that other people have attributes that they think are like them, but then you go over to them and they're not being cheerful all the time. They're not being, they're not smart. They're not good at tech. They're not perfect individuals. And so why do you suppose we live in a society where we're always demanding this perfection out of others when we fail to see the imperfection in ourselves? It's, it's ridiculous, and it's just something that people can't live up to. And the people, like you said, they themselves don't live up to that. And yeah. I just don't understand why it's such a thing. Well, it's it wouldn't just- it wouldn't upset me so much, except for that I feel like it's been a major hurdle in my ability to succeed in this world because I've never been impolite, and I've always been proficient and skilled at various jobs that require various technical skill. Uh, so so it's not like, you know, I'm coming as this, like, you know, antisocial person who's telling the world to go fuck itself. I, I, just, I just, I am positive, I am hopeful, but um, on my terms, not just because you want me to be. Yeah, it's like the whole just slap on a smile and act happy. And yeah, it's, it's like they want us yeah. to be little drugged out little happy machines. I was just like, what? Well, and yeah, and I don't I don't want people to get the wrong idea here. I mean, it's not that I want people to be ill-tempered all the time. It's not that I want people to, you know, not have character. Um, but there's this assumption out in the, in society that if you're coming to us, you must be low functioning, you must be a, a piece of shit, you must be um, you know, poor white trash or whatever. But they don't. They just demand that you be all these perfect little things, and they're not those things. So, what do you think is going on there? What is that? I don't know what it is. It's just. It's like they feel like they have to live up to something, or they're trying to put an image forward. That yeah, they want everybody to see them. Well, it's real. It's it's. A it's so thing. fucking hypocritical to me because you know, and and so yeah, we were watching the Batman, and I was just like. You know what? We weren't put on this earth to be anybody's laborer. We were not put on this planet to be exploited, to be tormented, to to live up to all these uh, expectations, you know? And that's not to say that we shouldn't pay our dues. We absolutely should find something and latch onto it, pay our dues, work our way up. But when you see how many industries, and that's what I was talking on the last episode, where I was getting a little off the rails and I had to reel it back in a little, is that, no, I'm not anti-capitalist, but I, we weren't born to be servants just because we were born regular. It, we're not your fucking servant. We are not your, you know, we're not here to wash your dishes. We're not here to wipe your ass. We are not here to be your servant. We're not here to be man and women servants. We are here to be human beings. And I think we've lost the fucking point of what true egalitarianism is, which is to truly be the same. We are all biological critters. We are all given the same potential at birth, and we all grow into the same potential potential for greatness. And so why is it that we live in a society that just loves, loves, loves pinning us down, putting its thumb on us, and and, and just, you know, shitting on our soul, shitting on our, our, our right to exist? What is going on? Because people at the top want to stay there, and yeah. they don't want any they don't want competition, the competition, or yeah. which, and that's just ridiculous. Because ninety percent of the time, they wouldn't have any competition from people. It's just right. it, 
it, but yeah, that's what it boils down to is people just want to stay above everyone else and keep their money. And well, and I don't want people to think that I have a bad attitude or something. I try to be cheerful at interviews. I try to be polite to everybody. I like people in general, but if you guys have noticed by now that I have a little bit of a fuck you attitude, it's because it's not because I have a problem with society. I have a problem with systems that continually oppress us, continually demand perfection, but refuse to perfect themselves themselves. It's like, who the fuck are you, man? I mean, you know, and that's the kind of thing that I don't like living in a top-down economy. You know, when you see all these celebrities and they're treated like, I mean, you like take Johnny Depp, you know, and I like Johnny Depp. I, I think he's a good guy. But look at the way people just kiss the asses of these rich people like they're fucking gods, like they're modern-day royalty. And I'm sorry, I don't believe in royal lineage. I don't believe that one person's DNA is superior to another person's DNA. I think what separates the men from the boys, if you'll follow my analogy, is uh, uh, integrity, character, you know. And um, at the end of the day, I feel like there, there, there's a wayward, uh, corrupt society out there pretending to be wholesome. And that when we play by our wholesome rules, they're like, what, are you naive? It's like, well... You you said that you wanted people to be positive. You said you wanted people to come with a good attitude. And now that I'm doing that, you're acting like I'm foolish. What? what wait. Like, in other words, they move the goalpost on us every time they get a chance because everything that they say, they don't believe it. It's not coming from the heart. I remember when um, I started my job at the phlebotomy center and uh, she goes, well, if you ever have any problems, you come and we'll talk about anything you want. So one day I, I, I took her up on it. I said, yeah, I'm going to do that. And I'm feeling, and I told her, I said, I'm feeling kind of, you know, uh, like, like it's hard fitting in here. Like, uh, you know, you, you guys all kind of got your own personalities and you all kind of form your own personalities. And uh, I don't really feel like I fit in here and I'm trying to fit in. And, uh, you know, she looked at me like I was a green man from the, from Mars, you know, like I thought you said you I could come to you. And then... <clears throat> To make a long story short, uh, they, um, I was having uh, mechanical problems with my truck, and so I had to call out one day. <laughs> she goes, well, I, we need you to come in. I was like, well, I'm, I, I have to call out. My truck isn't behaving. And she's like, well, we really need you to come in. You know why they had me come in? Because they wanted me to come in just to fire me. Like, you couldn't have waited till tomorrow to fire me? And you know why they fired me? Just because uh, she and this woman, she wears her mink stoles, her fancy little. She she drives a Mercedes, and she's a part of a blood center. Okay, and the president of the blood center is like a wealthy woman. Like, first of all, that tells you the corruption inherent in that system. That's why I always tell people now that I've worked in blood centers myself that go to the Red Cross. You guys don't go to a private place. They they do not give. They can, they can parcel that money out any way they want. And some people are getting very wealthy off of that blood. So be careful that you're not, you know, go to a public place, you know, go somewhere where that blood is, <clears throat> it's nonprofit. Don't go to for profit blood centers because, uh, I swear to, she is such a 
rich bitch. I couldn't believe her attitude. And then she's looking at me. And uh, I even said at one point, because like, she, she was getting ready to fire me, right? And she's, getting, she's walking to me. She's looking at me like, I go, I go don't, don't look at me like that with those cold, dead eyes. I go, you're looking at me like I just, like, like I just, you know, kidnapped your daughter. I said, I'm not a bad person. I'm a fucking soldier. I'm a, I'm a good man. And you're treating me here like I'm some piece of shit. What? Because things don't work out. Don't, don't scowl at me like that. And so, so then <laughs> they're going to escort me off the premises, right? And I, and it was a woman, <clears throat> little tiny woman too. And I said, so if I decide to go off, you're going to stop me? She looks over at me and goes, why, do you plan on doing anything? I'm, no, but i just like to know who's, who's going to be your bodyguard if I decide to wild out. She's like, oh. <laughs> you know, and the thing is, I've gotten fired from very few jobs, but they fired me because they were rich bitches. They had this capitalistic agenda. They were assholes. You remember those people? Remember oh, that yeah, guy that worked with me? Mm-hmm. Bunch of creeps. Yeah, what a bunch of fucking were. creeps. And so at the end of the day, you start seeing, especially in some of these upper middle class, wealthy towns where there's a lot of rich people, you start seeing all these agendas. And they're not good agendas. And I have, you know, I'm sorry to talk like this, but man, let's just keep it fucking real. I mean... At the end of the day, I don't mind that people are getting successful. I don't mind that people are trying to get successful. But um, when they when they act like they're shat from some, you know, space god and you're just some trash heap, I, I just, I don't know. It just, it pisses me off. We're all equal, man. We're all equal. And when you don't treat me like I have value... I'm a fucking veteran, man. I couldn't believe her. I, I said, I go, I'll snatch, I'll snatch your eyeballs right out of your head, little girl, looking at me like that. Like, I mean, because seriously, like, who the fuck is this woman in her mink stole staring down at me like I had, I had, you know, betrayed their trust or something? I didn't get fired for any other reason that I didn't fit in. I didn't fit into their little agenda. Yeah. The mm-hmm. end. There was nothing wrong with my performance. In fact, I had many, many people. Uh, who uh, commended me. They came, they went to the front office to say, he is one of the nicest, most helpful people you've had here in a long, long time. And I got, and I I even said that I I got a reward two weeks before I got fired for going above and beyond. They wanted to salute me for my excellence two weeks before I was fired. I I was like, I go, what is it? I go, I pulled it out of my wallet. I go, what is this commitment to excellence? What did this mean? Nothing, you know, and they're such hypocrites. And um, I don't know, like what I the problem I had was like they were all like ex nurses who once upon a time were badass nurses, like in a trauma ward or a maternity ward. And they all just sat around like like wistful of the good old days when they were badasses. And it's like, you know, a bunch of has-beens. It's like, hey, we've all we've all been there, you know. I talk my army stories like I used to be a bad motherfucker. You know, we all have our stories. But what you could tell is they were insecure that their job wasn't valid enough and that they had to validate themselves because they felt judged and scrutinized by those people around them as well. Yeah. And that's when people cause the most problems mm. is when they're feeling insecure and they have people breathing down their neck. Yeah. So then they in turn well, turn it on you. You were in meds for over twenty years. You want to speak on that a little bit? Some of that that uh, highfalutin nonsense that went on. Yeah. Well, just they're just so out of touch. 
Yeah. That, you know, and we've talked about mm-hmm. it before, but, you know, they're talking about, like, going on their third vacation out of the country of the year. Right. And in the meantime, I can't have any days off because I've used all my sick and my vacation days on migraines. Yeah. I never have a day to do anything fun. And yeah. they're just tone deaf and they just have no clue. Well, they don't pay attention. I think there's a handful of doctors who are good people and they're they're doing good work. But it feels like to me doctors have become more akin to capitalists than they have become healers. I mean, if your only fucking job is to be my drug dealer, but then you're going to look at me like I'm a piece of shit when I'm drug seeking. Well, the, what? What? What are you talking about? I'm in pain. I have a chronic yeah. pain condition. I, I, I just mentioned the fact that I have a chronic pain condition. And you, oh, and you're offended that I come to you for drugs or therapy of some kind. What do you think your job is? You're a drug dealer. You're the last legal drug dealer in the world. Yeah. And I'm not trying to crap on doctors. I mean, uh, I've met some really good ones. Our doctor's a nice lady. You know, don't get me wrong. But it just feels to me like once you've gone you've through that membrane of, I've been through med school. So what? I've been through fucking boot camp. I don't care. I jumped out of a fucking airplane once. Have you done that, doctor so-and-so fancy pants? No, you haven't. So shut the fuck up. I want to hear it. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, it just got old after a while. It and- does. You know, because you get... You it, you get conditioned by your poverty. You get conditioned to know your role, know your place. And so if I ever feel sound to you guys like I'm a little too, you know, going on a tear or something, it's not that, that, that I'm insecure. It's that um, we spent the majority of our life in a wealthy town, in a wealthy area that really looked, stared at you like, know your place, know your role. And, uh, no, fuck you, man. And that's the terror. That was kind of, that goes back to the speech I was saying last night when we were watching the Batman, <clears throat> because we were talking about how the Batman was like, the, the streets were slummy. The town was just corrupt, full of greed, full of self promotion and just payoffs and all these cro- crooked lawyers and crooked DAs. And I said, I, I just told Rebecca, I said, you know, you start to realize in this life that two-thirds of people are full of shit. And there's only a small percentage you can even trust. Yeah. And it's I not agree. to be jaded. I mean, you know, I know there's a lot of good people. Us regular folk by far exceed the morality of those who seem to succeed. And I, while I don't want to generalize, I know there's good doctors and there's good lawyers and there's good judges out there, good police officers. A vast majority of them, man... I was at a party one time. I'm not going to say who and where, but this police officer was there doing coke with us. And I was like, where are you, police officer? He's like, oh, Kern County. I'm like, oh, okay. Ready for a a toot? I'm like, yeah, let's go. And (laughs) I was in my 20s, you know, back in the day. You know, I don't do that stuff now. But, you know, I I went in Rome. I I sampled, you know. Uh, I don't like the stuff now. I would never do it now. But the point is, is, Fucking, I'm sitting here tooting lines with a motherfucking police officer who Monday is going to go arrest some jackass for holding dope in his pocket. Yeah. Jesus Christ. You know, and then that reminds me of the time when uh, I was up in Reading. Uh, I was dating a, a girl whose uh, uh, brother-in-law was a highway patrolman. And so I was going over there a lot and he lived there. And he, he was like, oh. I can tell when people are high. I go, I've been high every time I've been here, motherfucker. Like, you have? I'm like, yeah, but <laughs> you can't tell. 
<laughs> like you, they think they're so highly trained. They're like, no, you're not. You know, dude, I was in the military. I had some pretty high. Some of the training was kick ass. Some of it was, eh, you know, so so. But my point is, is that people think that training is like, uh, like God coming down, no, giving them a diploma from the gods, and that now your shit don't stink, and now you've earned the right to be superior to everybody else. And I'm just sick of that. I'm tired of that. You get that from doctors. You get that from police officers. You get that from people in society, from bosses at grocery stores, from crying out loud. I got to act so fucking perfect. Like, dude, you don't know my fucking life. You don't know what I've been through, you know? And I try to be classy, always, always. But uh, it's exhausting dealing with people, you know? They're so full of shit. Yes, they are. Not all of them, of course. But that's what I mean is... I feel like a lot of regular people are dealing with these same problems. And so, you know, and that's what that's what I meant by saying when we we're watching the Batman that we don't owe people anything. You weren't put on this earth to be a servant. You weren't put on this earth just to work and labor and then die. I know that's what they like us to think, but you know, ask anybody on their deathbed, they don't say, "Gosh, I wish I'd worked more." You know, no, they wish they'd spent more time with their kids. They wish they had uh, cared more about their wife. They wish they had more tender moments. They wish they had been more gentle and loving. And that's what we're trying to do, just that we have to live in that real world. We have to live in it. And so when I get a little tootinal, you guys, you have to realize it's because we're not insulated from it. We have to live in that world where people still, to this day, in the year 2022, still feel superior to us. Like, who the fuck are you, man? I'm a soldier, man. I'm proud to be a soldier. I'm a strong, proud soldier. Fuck you. <laughs> what have you done? <laughs> it's like, uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, Jimi Hendrix. Are you experienced? Yes, I am, motherfucker. <laughs> and that's why I wanted to come here and relay my wisdom and my experiences. Because at the end of the day, I think there's a lot of people just wanting, hungering for better in their life. And so if we're not building more infrastructures, if we're not, if we have to depend on politicians to build our infrastructures and they don't want to do it because they don't want the other team, the other side to get the win. If when something good happens, oh, we don't want Biden to get the win for that. You know, when Trump was president, goddamn, oh, they Republicans all day, every day. Like, we got to build infrastructure. We got to do this. We got to do this. They, they were in a hurry to get all the shit done under his watch so that he could take the credit for all these wins, but they didn't do anything. They passed three bills, and two of those bills were to, to enrich the wealthy. And yet, still, to this day, people still vote for Republicans. It's like, what? Did somebody snatch your brain away, son? I don't get it. I don't get it either. Anyway. No. Yeah, no, you guys. I mean, at the end of the day, um, I come here as a comedian. I got into mental health because... I have a background in psychology. I have a background in medicine, but I am not a psychologist, so I don't give advice if I don't know the answer, you guys. But I do know that we are living in a world where we have to watch our back. We have to watch our six, as they say, Um, in the sense that uh, be careful of other people's agendas, you guys. Not everybody is as pure as the driven snow. Not everybody is coming correct, and so we have to be really adept at who uh, is using and exploiting us. 
Because at the end of the day, you think you're trying to get ahead. Oh, oh, they care about me. They care about my growth. No, nobody cares about you. Nobody cares about your growth. You have to care about your own growth. And that's why if we don't have good systems to depend on, you have to build it yourself, you guys. I realized, you know, man, from my experience, I've got all these very specific experiences. What can I do with that? Um, I realized, man, there are no institutions out there for me. And so I wanted to build, um, you know, infrastructure, if you will, uh, that, that, that where I could do good work and help people uh, in, in ways that I know that I could help. Because at the end of the day, I mean, you know, I always said the reason why I ever wanted to start a restaurant is so that I could treat my employees better than they were ever treated and better than I was ever treated at my previous jobs. Because that's that's how I got bitter, you guys. I got bitter because I got tired of being exploited. You get tired of being told what to do and you get tired of people with of less integrity, less character, less training than you telling you what to do. It's it's uh feels like we're rewarding the, the, the suckers and the stooges and the people who can suck up uh, and kiss ass more so than the people with actual integrity, you know? Yeah, it does seem that way. That's all. A lot of times, yeah. 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 But um, how, um, tell the folks, if you would, um, why we started this project, why we're doing all this. Tell people, because I don't want to brag on myself. I don't want to talk about myself. I want people to know who I am. But from from your point of view, could you talk a, a little bit about that, please? Because I want people to understand that I'm not some radical. I'm not some leftist. Uh, I'm not trying to be a socialist. I'm just trying to get the world to start listening to its conscience and so that we can rebuild and rebrand the middle class again. You want to talk about our project just say <laughs> and, what you just said. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Just talk yeah, from the heart. Just have fun. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just because especially around here, there's there's not jobs that you can do comfortably with your pain condition and with migraines and stuff. And well, it was something that you could maybe get out there and help people and try to let people know they're not alone and they're Well, I wanna let people off the hook. Okay, so that's the thing is on the one hand, I want to let people on off the hook for being human, but I also want people to live up to their civic mindedness to, to support valuable systems that are doing good work. Um, in other words, I just want people to have character and know where the line is with everything, because I think that's the problem is that we're living in times that are so complex that a lot of people don't know where that moral line is. And so I think a lot of people are being fooled into attitudes and mentalities um, that are making them cruel in a lot of ways. And so while I have an attitude, yes, my attitude does not come from a place of uh, mean-spiritedness. My, my, my attitude comes from a place of I'm tired of being a good person who always paid his dues, continually licking boot in this society, you know? Yeah, absolutely. But um, do, you, do you think that I'm especially qualified for this here podcast and why yeah because you've lived it i mean we are living it yeah. where it's just experience of living and well, going through jobs and well because i don't want to brag on myself it, it's it's I'm, I'm completely humble about everything that i am you get to an age where you just become permanently unimpressed your ego doesn't enter your mind anymore it's about <clears throat> 
knowing that you're worthy, knowing that you're good enough, and just living your life every day to better your outcomes and better the outcomes of people you know, and trying to share and spread that as far and wide as you can. Because really, at the end of the day, you know, part of the reason why I don't believe in our systems anymore is because it, people have grown also full of shit. They don't have my character. They don't have my intellect. They don't have my experience. And so they don't have the training. And so you see all these people out there just, I don't know, getting by on their looks or getting by on kiss-assy attitudes. I don't know. what what what. How are people getting ahead out there? Is it Are they experienced? Are they worthy? I don't know anyone that is getting ahead, so I can't tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just, you know, I I said uh, on the previous episode that I wanted people to understand my special skills and qualifications to run a movement like this. Do you feel that I have what it takes to motivate I have the policy chops. I have the understanding of politics. I have the understanding of mental health. I have this just the uh, the the background to uh, to to make this work. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. You've lived a lot and done a lot, and well, you know. And I know that that crustiness comes off as like hate, but I have no hate in my heart for people. Not at all. In fact, quite the contrary is that. I love people and I want people to fight for themselves before they find themselves just regurgitating more of the same in this life. We're just we're just going through the motions having to be lapdogs to these systems that continually put us in our place. I'm just like, god damn, man. When are we all going to grow the fuck up, man, and, and buck the system? When I don't know that it can happen because people are so busy trying to survive that well, it just feels like sometimes it's not going to happen because people are so struggling. Yeah. And well, and that's why I say if you can help it, you know, don't get involved in a job where you become dependent on it if you can help it. I mean, but that's why I say don't have kids until you're ready. Don't buy a house before you're ready. In other words, don't put yourself in the financial position to have to be dependent on a job or system that is going to continually exploit you unless you're okay with that. You know, if you're, if you like them, they're a good employer, fine, you know, but my point simply is, is that how are we supposed to, um, if we all stand up, the game is over. If the game is rigged and people are all just sort of being sort of, um, slowly brainwashed by corporate media giants, corporate media, uh, TV, commercials, all these systems out there that are slowly kind of brainwashing us into automatons. And I don't mean to sound extreme. I mean, you know, I get it. You know, they got to advertise fine. You know, but my point is, is that after a while, it sort of numbs you to this idea that you owe the world something, that, that they're better than you and that we have to acquiesce to their tyranny and we have to acquiesce to their authority. I just don't understand where people are so fucking comfortable with that, you know? I I don't know. <laughs> I really don't either. Yeah, no, I know. You know, I, but... I think people just get so caught up in it and yeah. they just don't think about it because they don't have the time or the energy to think about it. Yeah, and, well, and that's, and, and that's my point, though. I mean, if we're all so fucking well-adjusted and happy, then why do we all need so many therapies? 
Why do we all need so many therapists? Why are we all looking for an exit ramp? If we were all loving our fucking jobs and lives so much, then why are we all looking for a salve? Why are we all looking to win the lottery? Why are we spending half our paycheck on lotto tickets? Why are we, in other words, we're all looking to get a fuck away from each other, not toward each other. And that's because we don't respect one another, you know? That's the problem. I haven't been respected since I don't remember when. And that's why I get the way I get is because I love people. I want people to be have character and class, integrity, uh, to be good people and to not be judgmental or hurtful or hateful of others. Uh, but at the same time, if those people have agendas, they're put in the position to, to sort of exploit you or to, uh, to keep you docile so that they can use you. Um, I think that's what the entire government was made for, is to keep us paying taxes and to keep us docile and weak so that we'll continue paying our taxes. The minute the UFOs show up, ah, all chaos and break, <laughs> all hell breaks loose, and then guess what? They don't get our tax money because uh, all our systems collapse because we're all too busy uh, contemplating the universe. And that's what I mean is that we all got to get our head on straight and start thinking about the greater understanding of what this life is man if you have this one life uh you you really have to rethink it and and really boldly go into that tomorrow uh with a new agenda with with a new sense of freedom with a new rallying cry for positivity and hope and uh just new things on the horizon i just feel like we've all just acquiesced to mediocrity I, i just don't understand it because that's what's available. And yeah, it's it's too bad. It is because I really do believe that some politicians care, and I do believe they're trying to create a better world. Um, but like I said, if we don't get the two thirds majority vote to pass big bold bills, I mean, we were talking about shovel ready jobs way the fuck back in two thousand eight when uh, the economy crashed under Bush, and then uh, Obama had to clean up his fucking mess. And while I I would love to have a beer with George Bush too. You know, he's not, he wasn't the greatest president. A lot of that because of, of Dick Cheney. That motherfucker is evil, man. I don't care who you are. Uh, if you go back to, uh, like, um, uh, 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 Richard Nixon, uh, Spiro Agnew, his uh, vice president, oh my God. If you just do a Google search, if you want to hear about evil, <laughs> look, was it Spiro Agnew? Was that him? I can't remember. Yeah, so I looked it up, and yeah, I was right. I, I didn't want to accidentally smear the wrong person. <laughs> <laughs> but man, you see some of the tyranny agendas there. And you then you start looking into the Koch brothers, and one of them's dead now, so it's a Koch brother. But they have been spending their entire life gerrymandering districts, uh, uh, trying to get more and more for the corporations. And I'm not trying to bum you guys out. I don't want to go into all that detail. But my point is, is that we, if we're going to buck the system, we have to start believing in ourselves and we have to stop putting ourselves in circumstances where they can, um, essentially take advantage of us and exploit us. Because I think that's what happens when you just decide, Oh, I'm just going to be a family man. Is that you just, you're not just deciding to be a family man. You're deciding to, to be ruled by a corporation or a system to be 
above you. And when you're dependent on that system, you can't really truly be free. And we all put ourselves in that position because we're, we're all told by commercials and TV and the media that, hey, nothing to see here. Everything's normal, folks. Keep having babies. Keep, yep, yep, keep getting married. And while we should still, yes, live, um, we could take uh, a little more uh, advocacy for our station in life and understand that they're trying to work the system uh, to to use us, to exploit us, to to better their own agendas. And we have to put ourselves in circumstances where we don't have to be dependent on those systems. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have anything to yeah, add to that. Yeah, yeah. No, true. I know. It's very true. Yeah. But that's kind of what we're doing here, you guys. Is we're just trying to raise awareness, open eyes. We're not radical. I've told you time and time again, don't get radical. Don't let uh, your... Uh, political affiliations radicalize you. Um, but yes, be civic minded and know how to vote and be smart. Be smart about voting. Be smart about your own life. Be smart about your own future. And, you know, if you think you're barking up the wrong tree, for God's sake, just fucking rip the bandaid off and go do the thing you want to do if you can. I mean, don't do anything crazy. But my point is, is if you've got, if you know for a fact, You've got this one life. It doesn't matter if there's an afterlife. It doesn't matter. In fact, if there is no afterlife, all the more reason to live this life now. You know, um, and that's the thing is that I'm trying to uh, get people excited to be alive again. And I know we're not. Why is that? Because we got to go back to those jobs tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm feeling today. Yes. I know. Exactly. <laughs> that's why I brought it up because I wanted I you know. to, um, I wanted to get some reaction out of you. Um, how do we, babe, how do we get you excited to live again? How do we get, will, will the success of this show make you excited? Would that make you more excited? Like you thought, oh, maybe I could start making money, you know, uh, as, as a comedian. I could start making money on comedy albums. I could start making money uh, getting on YouTube, maybe get monetized. Would that, would that make you feel more excited to live? Yeah. Yeah. Because then I wouldn't be dependent on this stupid job right so yeah it would <laughs> would um what would you what would your advice be to people that are just like you you know like i said we're not fools we're not idiots we're we're put in these positions because we were born into these positions not because we're stupid but i'm just saying if that if we're gonna make any headway in the society we got to start making take agency over our life and start doing things that are going to actually make a difference in the lives and livelihood of the working poor. Um, just to simply acquiesce to their will is like Jesus fucking Christ, man. I mean, if you like that job, fine, that's different. I'm not, you know, but I'm talking about the majority of people who are just feeling like depressed and dour. Uh, there's a reason because you're not supposed to be a slave. God damn it. <laughs> you know, Freedom. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Am I too, is that, is that too wild for you guys? Is that too radical? Is it too radical to say freedom that we are, uh, this is America and America, the free and that we're supposed, you know, and that's what I mean about like free enterprise is that when you talk about libertarians and they all like, like Elon Musk and you know, I don't care if he bought Twitter. Fuck it. I don't care. Like, Am I worried that maybe he'll bring Trump back to Twitter? Yes, because that's fucked up. But he did say that uh, he said freedom according to the laws and the Constitution. So I was like, okay, well, maybe he'll uphold those laws will stay upheld. 
But um, I'm not as worried about it as all the liberals are. I don't want Trump back on Twitter because he's a fucking arrogant twatsicle. I think he's he's toxic in every way, and he just seems to bring out the worst in, in all those people on the right. Um, I think the movement will heal once he, his presence is gone. Maybe <laughs> it might take a generation or yeah, three. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, um, the bottom line is, is that I started this, you guys, when I was working at Lowe's, I had already been in the military. I had already worked as an EMT. I had already worked in radio. I had already done all these really fun and exciting things. But when those careers kind of didn't pan out, not because of anything I did wrong, but like I said, Regular people are put in the tenuous position to uh, play the mad scramble to keep trying new careers until something fits. And while I loved the humanitarian works that I did, they never paid enough, and I felt like I was never getting up. I was never moving up, and that is because nobody wanted to um, acquiesce authority to me because they felt threatened by me. And I, I see why. I'm powerful. (laughs) what we all are that's my point we're all supposed to be free thinking powerful uh uh, you know free we're supposed i mean if that threats threatens people uh maybe i don't know just saying maybe they're a little corrupt maybe they're maybe they feel threatened because they're not qualified yeah a little healthy competition never hurt anybody well yeah you know they don't like it though if they're afraid of our competition they're afraid of us moving up I think that's why the free market capitalism has become so exploitative is that the, all the systems that are wealthy right now today, they don't want others to come up because if they come up, they're going to get wealthy. And if they get wealthy, they can, they can um, st- form coalitions. They can uh, start uh, com- competitive uh, businesses that can compete with their profits. I think that was the whole reason initially why uh, marijuana was uh, – illegal for hundreds of years is because you had all these southern white slave owning tobacco and uh, whiskey distillery owners who were scared shitless of a little competition because they had cotton fields they had uh, they had whiskey distilleries and they had tobacco fields all picked by slaves by the way boo uh but also they didn't want to compete with this new uh textile cannabis coming on the scene so they're like oh cannabis my word it's bad they're getting shit-faced every night having sex with their slaves but it's all good you know because whiskey's illegal but marijuana oh watch out do you, you ever see that propaganda film uh, well, uh we watched it on yeah, um i've never actually seen it but i've seen parts of it yeah what's yeah. that called um hold on yeah, Reefer Madness, 1936. Um, it was made to scare suburbia, white suburbs, into thinking that black people's devil's lettuce were, was, was coming into your suburbs to scare you. And so it was all this uh, Reefer Madness. It was all trying to scare people to think that when you were high on uh, marijuana that you were going to turn into like a crack-addicted psychopath. And it, it depicted people as going crazy. And it's like, and why was that? What was the agenda there? Well, a lot of things. It was probably a, a little bit afraid of black people gaining uh, equality. I think it was uh, women in the women's suffrage movement gaining equality. 
Uh, it was also men, scared, white men, scared shitless that they were losing their grips on the stranglehold they have on all of these wealthy systems. They're afraid of competition. And they're afraid at the end of the day that uh, we might find out that, that cannabis uh, is a better textile than paper or a better textile than cotton and that it even is safer than whiskey. <laughs> so at the end of the day, I use that as an analogy, you guys, that um, just because something is popular doesn't necessarily make it right. Free market capitalism uh, sounds interesting when you, you know, that's why a lot of these libertarians like Elon Musk talk about, oh, oh, yeah, I, I believe in the free market. Well, of course you do. You write the rules, fucker. Um, you know, but for the rest of us, we have to be very careful when we use the words free market <clears throat> because it sounds good. It's like, oh, yeah, freedom, yeah. But the problem is what they mean by free market is that they can manipulate the markets any way they see fit to keep their power and their hold on on those systems, you know. Yeah. And, you know. It's all to benefit themselves. To benefit themselves. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. And, you know, I'm not a radical. I'm not trying, hey, let's all rise up with, you know, pitchforks and torches. But I do want people to be educated enough to act. To do something about it. And so, no, no, Rebecca and I are very calm, fun-loving people. In fact, I'm going to try to start doing a lot more episodes where I'm my chill self. I'm, you know, you guys ever watch uh, Cheap Audio Man on YouTube? That's what I'm like in real life. I'm mellow. I'm funny, you know. But I do believe that this show is about getting people to understand their worth getting people to understand the stranglehold that is on all of us throughout the world, these systems that need challenging. Uh, because, you know, might doesn't make right, you guys. There's a lot of popular systems in our society that we all just sort of accept, but we forget to, to really question it and to go, hmm, is that right? Is that functional? Is that proper? And when you start gut-checking your heart, you start to realize that um, uh, uh, the only way to live is to be an activist. The only way to live is to challenge those systems, not through violence, but through protest and through knowledge and through uh, learn, uh, being a good person, through example, being, you know, but being strong and not letting all these people out there tell us what to do, you know? Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you look about as bright-eyed and bushy-tailed as ever. <laughs> Are you okay? I'm just, I'm, I'm in it today. Yeah, like I, said, I know. And, and that's my, the, my meds haven't kicked in yet. Your so meds I'm haven't still. kicked in yet. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And you know, and that's the thing, hun. Is I, I adore you, and I will keep working at this. And um, you know, and that's the thing, you guys. It's just slow growing. It's slow growing, and I get, I get growing pains. I, I get. Where I start to feel stifled, I feel like I, I, I want to stretch out of my my uh, you know I want to I'm going to reach new heights quick sooner than later, and uh, you get impatient. You get impatient for change, not only in your own life but in society as well. And um, you know I have nothing but good intentions, though. You know I want people to succeed. I want people to realize their worth. I want people's mental health to be good, and I want us to be able at the end of the day to sleep well knowing that uh, we're good people fighting the good fight. Um, I know a lot of people real when they um, 
you know, talk back to their boss or something, or they, they, uh, maybe they give it to a police officer who, you know, gave him a ticket for no good reason. And I, I support the police. Don't get me wrong. They have a hard job, but when they're wrong, they need to be put in check, you know, and that's my point. You guys is, um, a little bit of civic mindedness, a little bit of civil disobedience is a good thing because the system does not get better if we're not to, here to challenge it, frankly, you know? No, it doesn't. Doesn't mean go get radical. Doesn't mean let's go turn into a bunch of Fox News weirdos and start yelling at the fucking cashier because she's wearing a mask. <laughs> That's not, that is not uh, progress. That is not challenging the system. That's trying to buck the system for your own convenience because you're too much of a pathetic shithead to understand the, the little bit of teamwork, how we could all, we could better this. We could have been over this pandemic fucking two years ago if we had just all stayed home for, you know, 14 days. But no, <laughs> oh man, everybody's so tired of that of the mask wearing and like, and now it's at a point where, do you think the masks are going to go away? Do you think they'll come back? They've gone away here. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah, they're going to come back. Yeah, because it's only a matter of time. People are, another wave is going to come, right? I think so. We're just waiting for more people to get it and it's just going to spread again. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, though, most people are vaccinated, so that's good. A lot. A lot, yeah. Well, there's, most, a lot. But- <laughs> there's an alarming amount of fuckers out here who don't, though. Yeah. What is their deal? Is that the fu- Is that Fox News doing? Is that the right-wing media? A lot of it. Yeah, I think so. What is up with these fucking people? Don't they understand science? I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. I just don't get it. Like, yeah. remember there used to be a time before Trump when science was just science and it wasn't left-leaning? They always say, think that there's this new world order. Ooh. And, and yet they love it when... Trump has his own fucked up agendas. They're all cool with that. They think that somehow that's going to matriculate down to them. How? How would how would Trump's regime ever matriculate down to the regular people? What do they think they're going to get from all this? And then yet they're so scared when we want progress. They're so scared we want to make better laws and better rules and more infrastructure. They think it's some new world order, some leftist agenda. What, because we want to fucking fix bridges? Jesus Christ, would you grow the fuck up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm going to admit, you guys, I'm drinking a monster right now. And it's good. <laughs> but um, at the end of the day, you know, I mean, th- that's my point, though. This whole episode is about mental health. It's about uh, just standing up for yourself. And so that segues me into uh, the final topic, which is Johnny Depp. We don't generally talk about people on the show unless we're talking about people to make a point. But in this particular case, Johnny Depp, uh, if you guys don't know, and I don't know anybody who doesn't know, but Johnny Depp and uh, Amber Heard, were they married? Yeah. They were married. So they were married for a long time, and uh, they had a very tumultuous relationship. Um, And she made a bunch of allegations that went viral that really just tanked his character and tanked his career for about five or six years, I'd say, maybe more. And so now he's uh, suing her for what, defamation? I think so. And so he's trying to, I think he just wants to expose the truth because he he, he claims that he didn't hit her. He claims that he, he was not abusive and all these things. And so you want to just kind of talk about that? What do you think is up going on there? Do you, and who do you believe? <laughs> yeah, that's, um, I, I, I think I believe him. 
Um, yeah, me too. And it just, I feel kind of bad because when she came out with those allegations, I think it was, well, it was during the, the heyday of the, the Me Too movement. Yeah. So I think it kind of feels like she took advantage of that and people were more inclined to believe the woman because right. it does take so much to come out and well, stuff. And yeah. I, I feel, I feel bad that I kind of fell for that. Well, right. Well, that's the thing, and that's why I've done episodes, and that's why I talk about it, is that sometimes, you guys, just because a man um, uh, is bigger than a woman or something of that nature, don't always believe your eyes. Sometimes things aren't always what you think, and men deal with abuse, too. Men, maybe not always physical abuse, because very rarely is a woman big enough to beat a man's ass, but it does happen. There are many women who are big women who can beat these smaller men's ass and there have been lots of abusive relationships and if it, if not physical at least mental and emotional abuse um what do you think is going on there what you know to your best knowledge mm-hmm. what do you think is going on with amber heard it just seems to me that she she does have some some <clears throat> mental issues and yeah part of that was lashing out at him and starting fights and and doing things of that nature and i I think she needs help yeah well Um, and that's the thing that we should take from this you guys i mean i came out when uh will smith acted like a fool at the at the oscars is that um first of all we're none of these people are living in reality anymore they're they're so they're the cream of the crop. They floated out yeah, of reality years ago. When you're listening to the testimony and they're like, oh, we were in this penthouse. And then we went to this penthouse. <laughs> right. And then we went to the house. How many houses and, you got, Johnny? In here. And then we went to this country. And so, yeah, it's just a whole other. Whole it's a other different level, level of, that we'll never understand. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. And they have chauffeurs and butlers and all these people. One of the thing is, you know, I, listening to his testimony, you know, I can't help but think that. What an earn! He's so earnest, and he's struggling so hard to find the words that. The way I see it is this: as an empath, I'm not an expert. I'm not a uh, you know. I'm not a micro expression expert, but I am an empath, and I can say unequivocally that people who are lying or obfuscating the truth or trying to um, you know bend the public's will to their way um, would not spend this much time searching for the right words in other words um liars like to lie and and then move on they don't wade in their lie because they don't want to offer more time for scrutiny to take hold and for people to go wait a second you said this now you're saying this so in other words i truly believe that she was the aggressor i believe that she's got some emotional problems probably and it's easy to say, well, let's, you know, cast her out with Will Smith and they can all live on, you know, Misfit Island forever. But no, I don't think canceling people is the right way. I, th- I hope she gets the help she needs, the mental health treatment. And I hope that Johnny Depp gets through this and buys some new sheets. <laughs> oh. <laughs> waiting yeah. for the, waiting yeah. for the, you guys to get that one. Yeah. Um, uh, but my point is, at the end of the day, is that, um, behind, you know, and he said that, um, behind closed doors, you guys, you never know what's going on in another person's life. And maybe they have fame and fortune and all the amenities that come along with that. But what they might not have is good mental health. What they might not have is people that just say, Johnny, I love you for you, not because you're rich. 
and they, they surround themselves with yes men and yes women, and you don't know who liked them for them. And so at the end of the day, they're constantly searching for meaning. And that's the thing that I find that I relate to celebrities and higher-ups in the sense that I've always been searching for meaning in this life. And when I, when I run into uh, situations over and over again that just don't provide answers, that don't provide meaning, or don't promote me to, to where I want to be, I just keep searching, keep on swimming, keep, just keep swimming, just keep swimming. You know, that's one of my mottos, just keep mm-hmm. swimming. In other words, swim until you get to the community and of people and the job and the situation that you want for you. Because at the end of the day, I mean, who's got time to be barking up the wrong tree for six, seven, eight, nine, 12, 14 years, you know, whether that be a relationship or a job or an employer, um, barking up the wrong tree is a terrible waste of time. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. And it's easy yeah. to do. Yeah. I, I think, I hope that, um, yeah, I hope she gets the treatment she so richly needs. Um, do I think she's a bad person? No, I don't. I think she's immature. I think she's got some emotional problems. She's got some vendetta toward him. Maybe he deserved it. Maybe he didn't. But whatever he did to piss her off, whether real or imagined, um, no, nothing. I don't think I don't think there's anything he uh, did to to cause it to be that extreme. I think it's you know, like you said, you don't you never know 100 percent what goes on behind closed doors. But that's just the sense that I'm getting too. right. Yeah, I don't know. At the end of the day. Rich people problems, you know, uh, that's the thing we have to, you know, be careful of in this society. I I notice a lot of people nowadays, there's this fine line between um, people standing up for their worth, standing up for their rights, and uh, just being entitled. I I don't think a lot of people really know where the line is anymore. But where it is, I think, is, um, is that if you grew up middle class or poorer, then you deserve a good job and you deserve good treatment. If if your job is making you miserable and anxious and, and going back to work makes you scared, then you're in the wrong fucking position. You're in the wrong job. And that's where Rebecca finds herself today, even though she loves some of her coworkers. And there's these what I call little mini salves, people that are mm-hmm. just little tender, yeah, yeah. loving moments that, you know, kind of help the, the cacophony of your life. It just soothes the soul to have a few people in your corner that are good to you. Um, but the greater chafing that that job has on your soul, um, you got to get that salve, man, because you got the chafing of the soul, you know. Uh, after a while, your soul sets fire because you don't feel good about yourself. You don't know where your life is going. You're not taking agency over your life. And so I don't know, you know, hopefully – this Chef Bry comedy thing takes off and uh, we can sort of uh, have you go back to part-time or, or maybe not have to work at all or perhaps the show will get picked up by XM Radio or something like that and you and I can be like, you know, the new Howard Stern and you'll be my Robin Quivers <laughs> and we'll fucking be, yeah, doing it. <laughs> That's what my... No, but but the thing is, do I believe that'll happen? I don't know. I don't know. But you've got to fight, man. You've got you to gotta try. There ain't, you know, you got to give it the, the life, the, the old college try. If you don't, you're going to kick yourself for not trying. 
And so you got to get right with yourself. You got to get right in your mental health. You got to believe in yourself and you got to laugh, you guys. Fucking laugh. And uh, do I feel a little odd from the last episode getting all vulnerable? Sure. But you know what? You guys, I got 70 episodes out, man. You know, you know what, who I am by now. You know what kind of person I am and what I believe in. And do I get irreverent from time to time? Yes, but just to show you the greater need for us to challenge our systems. People don't fucking own you, man. The end. Period. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's very true. Yeah. yeah. Fuck everyone. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what I'm saying. I mean, um, at the end of the day, um, we're not trying to start a movement of kindness just for because we love people some people are awful some people are cruel some people are judgmental and even good people who i'm trying to help are like oh he's not for me well there's the fucking knob dude change the station fuck it i don't care you know the point is is i gotta be me and you gotta be you and you get this one fucking chance and do you really want to squander it you know Stacking all these bricks and rocks for somebody else's house? Fuck that shit. Build your own house, and and we all should be helping each other build our houses one by one. I sincerely believe in the Amish way. You raise the spirit, you raise the barn of each individual one by one until everyone is taken care of, and that's what we're trying to do. Yeah, absolutely. That doesn't mean that I don't that I like all people. In fact, I like very few people. <laughs> I think people fucking suck. They lack character, they lack grit, they lack strength, they lack sense of humor. But that's because they're fucked up and they need help. And they need my help. And that's why I'm here to go, yo, wake up. You're good enough. Now go fucking get your life that you want. Fuck these motherfuckers. The end. <laughs> Am I wrong? No. Yeah, man. Nope. I'm drunk on power. No, actually, I'm drunk on Monster. Yes, you are. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm just teasing. (laughs) No, but you guys, we're just trying to have a little fun here. You know, at the end of the day, you guys, um, it's life's hard, man. And I get very serious from time to time. I do. I reel. I I get these spiritual moments. And then um, sometimes I'll get vulnerable and I'll share those vulnerabilities with you. And sometimes I get negative or I don't feel like I'm growing or maybe I'm not getting over stuff. Um, at the end of the day, we're just human, you guys. And that's what why we just try to be ourselves on the show is to show you that regular human beings, we're all the same, man. Don't blacklist someone for being human. Don't, don't let somebody turn you off from being real. At the end of the day, being real is all we got, man. That's all we got. All we got is the truth. All we got is three chords and the truth. And everything else should just let the let the chips fall where they may, you know? Yep. Dead air. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, thanks so very much, you guys. Yeah, Johnny Depp. What do you, uh, you got any final words on the Johnny Depp, Amber Heard thing? I think that one good thing that hopefully will come out of it is that... <clears throat> It's it's someone that people look up to, that people know, and it's a male saying that he was abused. Yeah. And I think that will open up the door well, for more people to actually come forward. And- the, the thing I'm always afraid of, uh, my audience and afraid of people in general, is that people are always going to assume that the guy is the bad guy. We're always automatically vilified because 
nine times out of ten, males are the aggressors. But that's not always the case, you guys. I mean, that was what I was trying to tell uh, Rebecca about my ex, is that, you know, in front of my mom so that she could back me, I was like, I was, I worshipped her. I treated her like a queen. Did I get upset at my circumstances sometimes? Yes, because my whole life, when you're born poor, you're continually treated like you're worthless. And that gets old. And so, um, but I treated her good. I treated her like a, a like a queen. And uh, she just didn't value me. She didn't, she was just always mean to me and jerky. And then at, at the end of the day, I mean, you know, you know how she broke up with me? I was at the movies watching a movie with my friend Roger, who also later fucking broke up with me. Uh, thanks, thanks, Roger. Uh, but my point is that some people are just awful. They move on. They just, they do- you guys, people are nuts. All right, just come on. Let's get real. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, what it boils down to is I was good to her. Um, but I had, just like everybody has, uh, I have a passion. I have a passion to be my own person. I have a passion to be happy. I have a passion to not be ruled by other people's values and other people's circumstances. You don't want to be spending your whole life building that rich man's house. Fuck that guy. He's got his own fucking house. He's already got it too much. What when we can we're just we're creating a society of have too muches and have nothings. Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not yeah. like I'm I've got some giant socialist agenda. No, I'm not saying hey, let's become steal from the rich and give to the poor. What I'm saying is is quit rewarding wealth quit rewarding uh you know reward people with character reward people with new ideas reward hard work reward regular people just because i mean like when chris cornell committed suicide i was broken it just broke me because he was my favorite singer in the whole world but then i said to myself because i was struggling through depression at that time because that was the time where i was getting suicidal over my job and uh, I was like, if this guy who's wealthy and handsome and a wonderful singer committed suicide because he doesn't find help, how in the fuck is a regular schlub like me living in the trailer park in Oregon ever going to find help, you know? And um, what it boils down to is uh, I, th- I think uh, a lot of people like Chester Bennington and Chris Cornell I think um, I think benzodiazepines have a lot to do with it. I I had my own issues with benzos back in the day. I think when you get hooked on benzodiazepines, it'll make you uh, very depressive, and uh, you 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 feel trapped. And then when you don't get enough benzos, you start having panic attacks. It's almost like your body's way of saying, "Hey, I need more benzos, or else I'm going to have a flip out." Yeah. And uh, I think they, 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 they paint themselves in a corner and um, and they feel like they can't get out um, and all they need to do. Because like when I was taking benzos, I realized, God, I'm getting more anxious, not less. What the fuck? And so I just stopped cold turkey. I was like, fuck this. And uh, I got the zaps for about three days. Like You get those like electrical feelings. You probably mm-hmm. felt that getting oh, yeah. off meds. Yeah. And, um, and that was it. I was back, baby. I didn't get depressed ever again. In other words... We don't realize how much our chemicals are ruled by the medications we take or ruled by substances. Um, we're Our personalities are only as good as our chemicals, you guys. And so if our chemicals aren't good, garbage in, garbage out. And so at the end of the day, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying don't take meds if you need meds. If you do, you know, by all means. 
but do realize that um, you only get stronger when you control your substances and your substances aren't aren't controlling you. And I, uh, because I, I got to thinking about it for a long time, I was like, how am I ever, ever going to get out of this depressive funk, you know, when there's people out there way more successful than me who can't see the hope of living, how am I going to find hope when I got virtually nothing compared to them? But I think it's because they're elevated to such a high degree, they're treated like kings and queens, that they have different expectations, perhaps. And maybe they feel so empty inside because maybe they're, maybe they're not making real connections because they're afraid that everybody is around them only because they're wealthy or only because they're celebrity, not for who they are. And so I remember I used to have dreams. <clears throat> like, I had this dream one a long time ago. I was just hanging out with Madonna. And she's like, you know why I like you, Brian? I'm like, what? Yeah, why, dream. Madonna? <laughs> yeah. But I was like, why is that? She's like, because you like me, not because I'm Madonna, but because you just like me for me. And I really do think at the end of the day, that's what a lot of celebrities, why they fear regular people is because they don't want to be, um, they're just as, they're dealing with the same shit we are because we're all human and uh, they don't want to be glommed onto. They, they need their space and they don't want to be liked for, for something, they, a movie they did. I mean, yeah, at first, yeah, oh, thank you, thank you, you know. But after a while that gets old, what they want is that deeper, when that dopamine rush wears off, I think what they're looking for is that people like them for them and not because they're wealthy or powerful. Oh, of course, yeah. And they don't trust just, anybody just anymore. People and, yeah. 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 So, anyway, uh, you got any final words, babe? Anything to say? Nah. Nah. <laughs> Trash. <laughs> um, well, thank you very much, babe. And, you know, just continue taking your meds. And like I said, you're taking the lowest dose. There's no, there's no shame in that, you guys. Take your meds if you gotta. Just all I'm saying though is just um, maintain a balance. If you feel like your life is losing balance, hey, assess: is it your meds? Is it your libations? Are you just not taking good care of your body? Is your body resisting by saying no, motherfucker? Uh, hey, could we go for a run once in a while? Hey, could we get some exercise? <laughs> You know, I'm just saying your body, listen to your body, you guys, and it will usually tell you what's going on. But at the end of the day, no, there's no shame and no stigma in, in taking medications to help if it's helping. Uh, Rebecca, you feel embarrassed by it, don't you? Yes and no. I mean, tell me. ultimately, no, because yeah. I'm always telling people the same thing. Like, if you have to take it, you have to take it. Yeah. But. Everybody always holds easier said, to a different It's always easier what they hold to give advice than to take your own advice. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So it, <clears throat> at the core of it, no, but I yeah. have my moments. Yeah. And I feel like I should be able to do it myself. And Yeah, but, you know, you're not, like, if you were completely bonkers off your meds, I mean, you weren't exactly sane, but you're, there's a, <laughs> there's a scale. You weren't, you weren't maxing out. You weren't pegging the needle. You were, you know, just mildly off. Because I liked a part of you. I liked what I liked about her offer meds, you guys, is that she was a pistol. Like she was standing up for herself and she was strong. Just that it would go too far. I'm like, good God. <laughs> you know, and that's all I want. Just a minor correction for you, not yeah. for me, mm -hmm. for you. Yeah. You know, I know. And that's what it's all about. So, anyways, you guys, thank you so much. 
Uh, we'll be back one more time this week. Uh, I was working on an episode, the UFO Bigfoot Connection. I scrapped it. I did an episode. I actually recorded it. First time ever. I just decided, I listened to it. I'm like, no. <laughs> I didn't like it because I was reading a lot. I was reading from articles. And while I, I like reading excerpts, I was reading the entire articles and it was just droning on and on. I was getting bored of it myself and I did it. <laughs> I was like, no, this ain't, this is not living up to my quality. And so, and that's what I did. I scrapped it. But um, we may or may not do that episode. I don't know yet. Um, but you guys, we're here for your mental health concerns. We're here to find value and meaning in life. We're here to question the big questions. Is there an afterlife? Uh, what are we doing on this earth? How do we find happiness, especially in a world that's always trying to exploit us or keep us in check? Um, we got to keep our systems in check, you guys, not the other way around. We're not the bad ones. Uh, the systems have grown complacent. The systems have grown corrupt a little bit. Not a lot. I mean, I'm grateful that it's not the Wild West. I mean, it could be a lot worse. Um, but when you have systems where Elon Musk can just spend $48 billion and buy fucking Twitter, fuck, what? Oh, my God. I'm not that worried about it, but I just, um, I don't know. It just feels like such crazy privilege. It feels like uh, giving men God statuses, and I have a problem with that. Because fuck you, Elon, you fucking dummy. Yeah, I don't care much. if you have a high IQ, so do I. Yeah. Just because I didn't go into, you know, fancy pants, whatever he does. What does he even do? I don't know. Isn't he a computer guy? I have no idea. Well, I know he does aerospace. I know aerospace and then he, Tesla. I know what he does, but how did he start? Did he start as a, com- a computer nerd or did he start I as a... I honestly don't know. I think he started as a... He maybe? started as a rich white asshole in South <laughs> Africa and oh. benefited off of the Wait, whole you mean, thing. You mean people born into wealth generally stay wealthy? Yeah, I know. And powerful? No way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, no, but, you know, I'm... Fine, whatever. I just, you know, at the end of the day, I'm not upset that Elon Musk bought Twitter because I don't think he's going to fuck it up that bad. Uh, Twitter, I mean, whatever inherent problems and flaws were wrong with Twitter are probably going to remain. And I don't imagine it will get a whole lot worse. And I don't think he's got some right-leaning agenda. He he strikes me as one of those libertarians who's like, free market capitalism, because he loves it because it works for him. But I don't believe that he's got some right-leaning agenda. Do you? I honestly don't know. I, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Anyways, thanks, you guys. Have a good day. Good mental health to you. Uh, thank you guys for... I always said, you guys, uh, I will forgive me of my trespassings, and I will always forgive you of yours. That just means um, I'm human. You're human. Uh, let me be vulnerable sometimes. I will let you be vulnerable sometimes. Uh, uh, but hopefully when we forgive each other and we forget and we were there for each other through thick and thin, uh, we uh, arrive at a place of helping one another as a species. Uh, we've got to work together in this world. And uh, ideally, I know that's not always uh, easy. Uh, getting right wingers to work with left wingers and vice versa is probably never going to fucking happen. But somehow we've got to find that overlap, you guys, the overlap so that we can agree on stuff and start building an infrastructure and building a foundation for the future uh, because we're not, we don't want to live in this because it's starting to feel dystopian. Extreme wealth am- amongst extreme poverty. And that that's starting to feel like apartheid to me. You know? Mm-hmm. It's not good. No. It's, it's not. no bueno. 
<laughs> Anyways, we'll 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 work on that. But like I said, you guys, it all starts with believing in yourself. It just fuck everybody. If you not, if you got to take time off for yourself, do it, man. And um, don't let anybody push you around. Fuck that shit. And uh, at the end of the day, forgive and forget. And uh, be a good person. And uh, just stay in your own lane and stay in your own ho- joys and happiness. I'm gonna put on Batman after this. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna nerd out on Batman. That makes me happy. Works for me. Yes, sir. (laughs) Thanks, you guys. Have a good day. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.